buddy Mark. Call him up and tell him what you're thinking. But be kind because he's doing the best he can. Better. Stronger. Faster. Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Hey! What if the voice calls while you're gone? Take a message. <laughs> I'm ready for this my whole life. I'm incapable of small talk. <laughs> but that's why you love me, right? Kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. Now, here he is, the coach. Buddy Martin. Hello, welcome to the Buddy Martin Show. I should say the Buddy Martin and Brady Ackerman Show. A couple of orange dudes up here with you on a Tuesday edition of the Buddy Martin Show. Normally call the Buddy Martin Show. I think we're reversed. I don't know. I think I'm over here. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm right. I'm not sure. We'll find out. Uh, how are you, my friend? I'm good doing good. You. I'm doing good. Yeah, I want to tell people about your show, too. Remind them yeah, when well, I catch you. I catch you in the morning. I tune up, flip over there real fast. And, yeah. See a lot of what you do. Well, 10 to 12 uh, weekdays on uh, WRUF in Gainesville. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have fun talking a lot of Gator sports, a lot of SEC sports. What would make it easier than that, does it? King, kingdom loves it. The kingdom, kingdom loves it. And by the way. You got an official show shirt. I've got an official Florida shirt. Yeah. I think well, I need, I think I'm out of, I'm think we're going to need me another shirt. Yeah, I got last time I was on the show, I got a shirt. You got to call a quarterback club, by the way, which is one of our sponsors. Right. If I may jump in here real fast and. Pay tribute to them, especially today. I want to talk about Danny Williams, Danny Williams appraisal team. If you have any kind of, uh, if you have any, well, I'm going to go up or I'm going to go down. Sure. Turn your mic up. 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 Yep. Turn your mic up. Turn that mic on, on the mixer. Uh, I hear you a little better. On the mixer. Let's see if we're doing uh, a little, a lot of a little circle like, knob. There you go. Okay, right there. There we go. There's a little there circle knob. The beauty knob. of live there, All right, let's try it internet. Right there. Very Television. You don't get to test the, it until you go live. The that big gray there. knob on the far right. Try that one. The slider right one. Far right. It goes up and down. There's a big slider right. on it. It's all the way up right now. Okay. okay. Right. There you go. Well, thank you. We're just, <laughs> hey, this is a reminding here, right? Absolutely. The first 10 people are the only ones that know that your mic wasn't working. Literally, what you just know is I reached over as soon as you started your open and I pulled it down. Turn it down a little bit, buddy, now, and then you'll be no, you're hot. But uh, I'm excited to be here again on Tuesday, buddy. Yeah. It's good. We're gonna have fun with this show, man. We're gonna do a lot of things, so it's good I, to be. I've been wanting to do this with you for a long time. Every yeah. time I talk to you, I talk about how come we're not doing something together. Well, I got this deal, or I'm gonna go coach, or I'm coming back, or I bought the station, or I've done this, or I'm doing sidelines for the Gators, or I'm gonna do a show in Orlando. I mean, you are a well-traveled dude. Been around. <laughs> but before we get started, we got Tony Barnhart today to talk college football. Yep, we'll do that. I want to mention just, you know, Ocala Quarterback Club. You've been there. You spoke right. there. Most popular speaker of the year. I kid you not. I had, was set up. I that way. I don't know I paid how. a writer. I, I didn't vote him number one. I, I used Kevin Hart's writer <laughs> for my speech. I put Steve Spurrier ahead of you. It's okay. I'll be <laughs> yeah. in mind. Uh, and then uh, also Quarterback Club and Nanny Williams appraisal the team, one of the club champions that helped support Helps market this along with Dr. Frank Cannon and Greg Earl. Thank you. And also, let's don't forget Daniel L. Hightower, That's right. lawyer, fighting for accident victim justice since 1976. He sponsors this podcast as well as the All Day Wednesday show. And then, of course, uh, our good friends over at uh, Red Star Medical Research. You know, you know, Sorrentino. Oh yeah. Joey, about to have Joey on here again with Ronnie Cooper. Yo, that a, you're going to get all three in the same in the I don't studio know, here? But we're, we're working on it. There you Ronnie go. Cooper. Dilly, dilly. Dilly. See, he got it. And I wanted to mention, too, that I don't know if you have a title yet in the kingdom. Yeah, I was wondering. I mean, I don't really want to be a knight because you got a bunch of knights. And you suggested court jester, and I'm really – actually, I'm really not that funny. And I don't – I think a court jester's job is to entertain the king and make you laugh. I really don't know. I don't know if that pays well. So I don't know. What, what, what's after King? Well, we Where got, am I? We got the Crown Prince. Prince who's not here today. The who's Crown that? Prince. Brendan Martin. He's the Crown. He's behind Prince. the camera guy. How can he have a title? He start, He founded the group. Dilly uh, Dilly. 
He can get whatever he wants, right? It's this piece of paper that says dilly dilly it's on it. Crown so. over there back. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say he took that kid, that crown out of his kid's consultant, happy meal, Burger King, vice president. Pick whatever. I you like, like ambassador, ambassador yeah. of the kingdom. Okay, I love so the kingdom. This show is complete now that Brady is on. Charles, there you Bell. go. There you go, Charles. But I need a title. Seventy-five bucks, Charles. Yeah, come up with a title. Okay. Ambassador, Kingdom I'm, Ambassador. I'm trying to get him on more often, but I'm barely getting him on Tuesday. I have to beg him, send a limousine for him, bring him over, yep. and uh, he's granted me an audience. King had to beg for an audience. Okay. <laughs> so uh, thanks. Hello, Steve and Chad, John, uh, Kevin, Charles, watching out there. New time. We usually we've been doing this thing, you know, in the afternoon. Yep. But they're telling us through research. More people watch at other times in the day. Like when your show is on, for instance, yeah. 10 to 12. Uh, 12 is a good time to watch, uh, for people to watch online. Uh, the most popular show is the late night dilly dilly. Yeah, late night. And, um, the, the great thing about your show and all the shows that we do on Facebook is they, once they're there, you can go back and watch them. That's correct. So and we podcast. You used to podcast. Right. We podcast our show on SoundCloud, iTunes. Uh, I forget where all the Crown Prince has got us, but anyway, and of course, uh, here on uh, on iTunes. So it's like cool. The, the Crown Prince is a cool dude. I all right, that's so. good. That's okay, a good right? stuff. He's got to share some of that now. All right, so we're going to get Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. Tony oh, Bennett's yeah. coming on today? I left my heart. I was thinking the basketball Tony Bennett. He thinks the singer. There's a generation gap here. <laughs> I love him <laughs> too. Several. Tony Bernhardt. I've only known him 40 years. That's it? We're going to talk to him. But before we go on to that subject, we do have a breaking story. We're trying to figure this out with a situation you mentioned on your show. Right. Are you calling that? What do you call that show these days? Just the Brady, it's Brady Ackerman show. show. It's a good name. It's going to be the Brady Ackerman show going forward, but we've got some things we've got to work out. Yeah. Well, good luck on those. So yeah. I hope it works out for everybody concerned. Uh, so, sorry, so stuff happens. It's called life. Yeah. Things get happen. And then we've got a situation. Mississippi State, the coach, uh, uh, Canizero, uh, Andy. Andy yeah. was actually surprisingly in just in midstream after three games dismissed with show cause. With cause. That means they found something that he did that was worth violating his contract. There's no settlement. There's no nothing. You're done. Uh, it's a guy that won 40 games last year. He played baseball at Tulane, got a cup of coffee with the Yankees, got a, got a getting a bat with the Rays. Um, played football at Mississippi yeah, State. Yeah, he? he's a very popular guy. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, obviously there's, it's a difficult situation. They were swept over the weekend by Southern Miss, uh, which is tough, but that's not why you get fired. That's not as bad as what happened to you know, him. It's early in the season. They're ranked 12th in the country. So this was to be a really good team, his good second season. Um, I know he played summer league ball with my friend Jeff Cardozo, who does our yeah. afternoon show, so I'm sure he'll have some information I on what's know going Jeff on. Was doing, uh, playing summer yeah, so he, he got a, uh, some summer ball up on the East Coast with him. and She'll so start be playing with Tebow. Tebow's going yeah. to the bigs, I hear. Yeah, let's just, you want radio? Tebow? You're at Tebow like six minutes in? <laughs> How many Tebow references on this show? We haven't made many. Oh, there will be. Uh, I'll bet there will be. No, no my, my, we're going to go down and watch him. Got to go. Got to cram yeah. into one of these stadiums and it see him in spring training. He's, oh, he's a doctor. We've got a baseball practice afternoon, matter of fact. That's right. We got better get going here so we get this going. There you go. Real quick, a couple other things. You mentioned McElwain to Michigan. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, and I think it's interesting what Mark Long brought up yesterday from the AP in our show. He says that Jeremy Foley should never have passed on um, when, he, when he hired McElwain. He should never pass on Danny. Dan should have been the guy. Mullen should have been the coach then. I hadn't thought about that, but we'll revisit that some other time. And finally, uh, Andy Kennedy. Any thoughts about Andy Kennedy? Well, that was abrupt. Good guy. Well, well, yeah, so that, that one didn't strike me uh, on the right chord. You know, obviously, when he said he was stepping down at the end of the year, um, I, him and the AD, Ross Bjork, decided, hey, look, this thing isn't working. Let's go in a different direction. So by announcing it before the end of the season, he thought that'd give him some juice. Well, it didn't. They played worse. They weren't really playing that bad. They were competitive before that. And I think he's like, hey, these kids have quit on me. I, I'm, gonna, I'm not doing anybody any good here. I'm going to leave. But that is a story that it just makes me wonder just a little bit if this FBI stuff comes out. If that, and I don't know if, if Ole Miss is involved. It's hard because not you don't, to think that. No, it's not. I mean, you know, seriously. I mean, I mean, you don't say it, it, but that's what you're thinking about. Right. I mean, how can Bruce Pearl be comfortable right now, even though he's you know, already been. How you know, do we talk about this? I, 
I'm not sure I even know how to talk about it because you, if you mention a name, right. automatically they're connected. Right. And, and in fairness, the Bruce Pearl has done an unbelievable job. Uh, the parties that were busted originally have been dismissed, and you would think that that would be the end of it. I think the story, the basketball story, the one thing that bothers me about it is we're getting reputable people in this business say bigger things are coming, had taught half the top 20 is going to be in trouble. And so you almost have to believe that. But then nothing happens. Like today with Louisville, nothing happens. They, you know, they're giving back championships. turned down, right? Yeah, they're giving back championships that don't matter. They already got rings. They already won it. You know, they beat Florida in the Elite Eight that year. So it's 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 a difficult situation. Well, I'm gonna have Dick Dickie Weist, Hoops Weist, who's the veteran of basketball writers, on the show later this week and get his take. He'll have some connections here. Again, trying to frame it, reference. Let's go ahead and call Tony Barnhart. Talk a little ball with him. He had a column this week. I want to ask you. Uh, yes, uh, I, I want to ask you this question, and we're going to present to Tony. Because when I wrote Spurrier's book, on shameless plug, he talked about expiration dates for coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, in Europe, so you got your forest tax, you go out there, yeah. add on. Um, and, you know, Nick Saban have an expiration date? All right. Uh, I believe we got Tony Barnhart on the phone. Yes, we do. We got Tony on there. Tony, you on there? I'm on. Hey, Tony. Brady Ackerman with Buddy Martin. How are you, my man? My man, Brady Ackerman, great America. <laughs> Buddy, Buddy was talking about expiration dates for coaches. He said you gave me mine in 1998 or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you've held up well, Brady. You've held up well. <laughs> yes, I have. Little League, you still coach Little League with the best of them. <laughs> Tony, uh, uh, I just off the top, we didn't schedule this conversation this way, but, you know, we it's the news. Uh, a lot of things in Starkville kind of uh, surprising yeah. about the baseball program. Anything you can share with us there that you know? It's all kind of mm-hmm. guessing at this point, except he's fired. No, yeah, nothing Nothing you couldn't get from watching Feinbaum or reading the Internet. Uh, it's obvious that the, that the baseball coach was involved in something that was much, much bigger than baseball and things of that nature. And, you know, as you, as you guys know, having done this a lot of years, Whatever it was, you know it's going to get out. And Mississippi State, I'm sure they're trying to keep a lid on it as best they can. But, no, it's obviously when the coach says, I made some really bad decisions, bad judgment, you you know it's something of a very personal nature. So, Yeah. Uh, Brady, Tony, I don't think you saw it, but I, I subscribe yeah. to the service, and I'm able okay. to read Tony's columns. Uh, and he had a really good column this, this week on uh, he went to visit the man in Tuscaloosa, Nick Saban, of course, what a year he had. We all know about that. Uh, as you pointed out in your piece, an unexpected national championship. And you so eloquently put it that you never seen him quite so happy after a game as he was. But you brought up an interesting question also. And it's one that Feinbaum asked me on his show two weeks ago, last week. Do you think, what do you think about long-term situation for Nick Saban. Well, I mean, why is he asking me? Just to get an outside opinion. Obviously, how, how would I know? And my statement was simply, you know, it, it's Nick Saban. It's not some just anybody. He'll be 67 right. this fall, as you pointed out in the story, right, Tony? He'll be 67 in the fall. And then, mm-hmm. uh, so now we're going to see how much longer. Well, we saw this uh, version of this movie in Columbia, South Carolina, three or four years ago with Steve Spurrier. I'm going to leave it on the table. And Tony, you and Brady discuss uh, Nick Saban and whether or not this is going to be used against him, which you know it will be, how that will play out, and how long can Nick sustain and will he, in fact, continue on past 70? Who was Tony, you well, go first. Well, it happens to every coach. It happens to every coach who has been successful for a long period of time, and he gets into the later stages of his career. Uh, everybody who recruits against him, who, who doesn't matter, Nick Saban, Bear Bryant, whoever it is, they're going to tell recruits that guy is not going to be there. If you're there three or four years, he's not going to be there the whole time you're there. And so the, the coach in question has to respond to that and recruit, you know, has to respond to it and handle it. And the question is, how long can that process go on until the recruits start listening to that argument? And heating it, you know, <laughs> Alabama this year, my goodness, they dropped all the way down to the number six recruiting class in America. You would have thought the world was coming to an end. But I'm ready. You know, this. That, yeah. that's that's the that's the path 
that Nick Saban's going to face. And the only question is how long can he sustain what he has in, when you when you know this is coming? You know, it's interesting, Tony. Uh, first of all, I think his class may have dropped a little bit because of the attrition with Pruitt going to Tennessee. And I don't know if, if mm-hmm. Alabama was as prepared for the early signing day as they will be next year. But what do you think about this? You know, if I, if you're getting recruit, if your only chance to recruit against Alabama is to say, well, Saban's not going to be there in three years, it is Alabama. And what Saban has done there, and you've seen it, you've been on the inside, he's transformed that place into an organization. You have to believe whenever Nick Saban steps down, he's going to say, this is the guy you need to take to lead the program. And it's still Alabama, the best facilities in college football right there with him. Uh, great assistant coaches. They just got another great one today uh, on the defensive line. Uh, they still put tons of players in the NFL. They're not going to change anything, you know, would they? I mean, that wouldn't be a situation where Saban would leave and then they'd have to start over. Well, don't you think they'd have a plan in place? I think they would, knowing Nick Saban as I do, they would absolutely have a succession plan already in place, which they've done, you know, uh, at a number of places. But the thing that I always that I find fascinating is, is is, you know, Alabama wins a national championship. Uh, Georgia, to their credit, had a great recruiting class. Kirby and his staff, just marvelous job. But Alabama drops to six, and they said the world's coming to an end. I mean, to get the <laughs> that was the thing that I find found fascinating. But no, Brady, you're right. Alabama is still Alabama, and the organization that Nick Saban has been put in has put into place is going to be some so strong, even when he leaves there. 30 years from now, uh, that uh, I think they're going to do just fine. Now, the question then becomes, does the, the whoever takes over for Nick Saban, can, they, can he maintain that level of recruiting, organization, et cetera, et cetera? You know, we are living in a really great time to watch people like Nick Saban coach and, and Urban Meyer coach. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't realize this till time passes. And I didn't know, I mean, I knew Bear Bryant was great. I didn't know how great he was until later, you know, how, how special he was. And we've got two giants right there. And you think about some of the young coaches coming up. But we need to kind of, even though you're, maybe you don't, you're not a big fan of Alabama's, you've got to appreciate what Saban's done. And, and, and really one of the greatest plays we've ever seen in college football, he pulled off in the championship game. One that we'll always treasure will be go down to Alabama foreclosure and, 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 and lower, and go down to college football lower. And so I just want to say a little reminder, we need to appreciate those special guys when they're here. In our society, we love to tear down people, yeah. you know, we'll bring them down to our level. This guy is something else. I appreciate it. Well, and I think you're absolutely right. I mean, when you put the, the night of the championship game, uh, I wrote a column that says, you know, for the longest time, there's been a debate about does Nick Saban belong as the greatest college football uh, coach of all time? I said, I I think tonight ended that argument. I I think he is. Now, we'll see how the the rest of his career plays out. But to win five national championships in nine years and be one second away from another one against Clemson – you should not be able to do that in the modern era of scholarship restrictions when everybody's got money to go recruiting, but he's done it. And so, yeah, we, we should appreciate uh, Nick Saban's and Urban Myers and all, all these great coaches. Because right now, and I told this to a group in Tuscaloosa last week, right now college football to me is as good, the product on the field is as good as it's ever been. You know, Tony, I think uh, the other thing that he's done – um, and we used to uh, we used to talk to the ACC coaches about this when back in the day when we'd leave SEC media days and we'd go over to the ACC and the guys would talk about facilities they needed to upgrade facilities and the ACC started hiring really good coaches commitment to money uh, and facilities as you know Tony but you know I think what what uh, Dabo Sweeney has done at Clemson. I think we're going to look back on and say, man, that was pretty special because a lot of these young coaches, they're going to have their little spurts, but to sustain it the way that it looks like Dabo's doing in, in the shadow of Urban and Saban, I, to me, is as impressive as anybody out there right now. It certainly looks like Kirby's on that track, but right now Dabo's, you know, you got to give him credit, too, for just being able to operate what he's done, built the things that he's done like what Saban has has built in uh, Alabama and doing it at Clemson. 
it's been extraordinary to watch it. Clemson's only a couple hours away, and, and I go up to see Debo. I try to get up there at least once a year to sit down with him. I've known him since he was a player uh, at Alabama, and I sat down with him after he became the full-time head coach, and he said, look, we're going to build – We're you know, Clemson, we've had ups and downs. We've had great periods, but I want to build a program where every single year when they're picking the top ten or the top five, we are in the discussion. And that's exactly what he's done. I mean, you go back and look at this. He's, their signing classes have been extraordinary. But you go back and look at this most recent signing class. Brady, you know more about the Clemson football than I do. But I think the number was he got the – Clemson got the number one player in like six or seven different states. And that's extraordinary for a place like Clemson or any place for that matter. So, yeah, Dabo has absolutely built – an incredible program, which means it's going to be interesting when Nick Saban finally does exit the stage. Dabo, you got to believe, is going to get the first phone call, and what will he say then? Well, for sure, you mentioned two guys that are going to be right in that, that, that lineage here. Uh, we've been talking about Kirby Smart for a while. Let's see how he does the third right. year now and see if he sustains this. Dabo's really been impressive. Two guys. I read a story of the day. I want you guys to comment on it was about brands oh, yeah. and how important brands were. This is a well-crafted story. Somebody did a bunch of research on this. They said, look, you may think 19-year-olds and you have a son care about these brands. They don't care about those brands. Here are the ones they care about right, right. here. And this floored me. I think Clemson might have been number one, by the way, in brands. And Alabama was seventh or 16th, 16th, which I don't quite get. Maybe, yeah. yeah, that didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, but, but but you have a son who now yeah. playing in Florida. He plays. He's a linebacker, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, and Brady has a son. I want, and I wanted to ask you, Tony, what you know. What do you think these kids go for? Because we're so out of touch with it. I mean, I'm really out of touch. You're not. You guys, <laughs> yeah. and especially you, talk about that, Tony, about the brands and how they affect the kids and how this is impacting college football recruiting. Well, it's 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 about the whole package. Let's let's take Clemson, okay? The Tiger Paw. The Tiger Paw is you, the Tiger Paw is on the road as you drive into town off of I-85, uh, running down the hill and touching Howard's Rock. Uh, facilities that are second to none, including you know a putt putt golf course and nap rooms and all this <laughs> other kind of stuff. Da, da, I mean, Dabo was he's very smart and he got the support of his administration. He says, "Look, guys." We can't just be. We don't want to just be even with everybody. We want to have the best. We want to have, you know. And when kids come onto that campus, it's it's wow. It's 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 and they've come so far in a relatively short amount of time. That's what appealed to to the kids is. Then give me something, and also by the way, get me ready for the NFL. And that that's why Dabo and his staff have done such an incredible job. They have the facilities, they have the atmosphere, they win the games, and they get guys ready for the NFL. Tony, you um, and I, I agree with you 100%. Whenever that day comes for Saban, that Dabo gets the first call, and it'll be interesting to see if he he can really pull the trigger on that. But what's your gut on Saban? I mean, he's in pretty good shape. Um, you know, he's uh, you know, it's not like he's slipping on any any stretch of the imagination. Nope. Okay, just won a national title. I mean, what's your gauge? Do you say let's look at it, let's revisit the question in three years when he gets to 70? I mean, can he? Because I just, I mean, honestly, with this Tua kid, I, I'm not sure they're not going to win it next year. I mean, at least they're de- they're the favorite in in the SEC along with Georgia, probably. So, you know, I think he's got his best quarterback probably he's had there since McCarran. Well, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And you're sitting there looking, <laughs> you know, a true freshman threw the pass that won the game. A true freshman caught it. Uh, uh, you know, then a true freshman running back came in and gave them the lift that they needed. A true freshman had to play left tackle when their guy, when their great guy got hurt. I mean, that that, that class last year he put together, the 2017 class, uh, I've heard nothing but great raves. The point is Alabama's got great talent, and they can sustain this for a while. And I, I think there will come a time when, when, when Nick Saban will say, okay, let's look at it year to year. But I'm telling you, the day that I was there, he was going, spring practice is still a month away. He's going 100 miles an hour, okay? And he said, Tony, I got I got this much time. I can stay, you know, on and on and on and on. So my point is that he has not lost anything off of his fastball. And as long as the talented players come, I think he's going to be in good shape. All right. I'm going to present this scenario and get you two experts to weigh in on it. 
You all have heard of Newton's law. I'm not a real mathematician, but I know I learned that Newton's law is for every action, there's an equal and opposite mm -hmm. reaction, which means that when you're on top and things are going great, sooner or later, the other stuff's going to come at you, right? We all know that from sports. Yep. So let's say Nick Saban's at the top of his game. Right. He had the season of seasons, the dream year that he wasn't expecting, all right? Just like Steve Spurrier did, almost winning three straight, having three straight seasons, 11 in a row. Not quite as impressive as Saban. Nonetheless, you get my point. Then little things happen. Brady, you coach, you know this. Little things start to happen. Coaches, mm -hmm. suddenly players stop listening to you a little bit, maybe, all right? And maybe you lose an assistant coach, Tony. You know, you had on your staff that was key. Uh, something happens. The chemistry's messed up. Uh, you get a little tired of some of the people you're you're working with. It's so hard to sustain like that. And you get these little crevices, little little cracks, little things happen. And all of a sudden, Nick Saban, who was ready for for to go on Mount Rushmore, suddenly looks like a guy who's aging. He's uh, you know, he's getting up there, uh, seventy plus years old, and people are saying he's done. He's old. He's old. He's 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 finished. And all of a sudden, the recruits don't come. How difficult is it to guard against that? And how do you tell when the, this, I was asked this question by Fine Bob, how do you tell when the end's coming? Tony, you go first. I think, I think it, it's all in recruiting. Uh, it, it shows up. I'm always, always think about when you think about coaching transitions, I think about Bear Bryant and Pat Dye. Uh, Pat Dye was in his second year at Auburn as head coach when Bear Bryant coached in his last year. And then they met, uh, you know, they met on the field and you could see the young, you know, the still relatively young Pat Dye and, the, you know, and Bear Bryant who could, you could see every one of those years on his face. And, and that, you know, uh, Bo, I think Bo went over the top to score the winning touchdown in 82. And uh, that was it. And he announced that he was retiring. I just think it all, when your recruiting starts to slip, and I just remember Coach Spurrier saying, I, "I'm not going to stick around and be a seven and five coach," and I think that's what I think losing is the uh, recruiting which creates, or lack of recruiting which creates losing, and the losing is the thing that makes you walk away. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it's recruiting, and that's why the Bama fans who are as diehearted and they want to win everything when they see six on the board. That means the end of the world is coming pretty soon. So, um, but it was still a really good class. I, I do think there's no way to see it. I don't think you know. I know Spurrier, he left in time, but he knew what was coming. And you know, um, I don't think there's any way to see when the end is there. But the, a great barometer of it is what Tony said, and that's in this day and age, it's recruiting. And you know, I it just it's hard for me to fathom Alabama not being good in recruiting. It really is. I mean, they've had years they've won national titles when they didn't win the SEC. So they can still go out and get top recruits because they have great facilities, a commitment to excellence, a fan base like no other, and they have great assisted coaches. I guess if he runs out of assisted coaches, Tony, maybe maybe the recruiting will struggle. But this guy they got from Miami today, he's one of the best D-line coaches in the country. Kuligowski. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, but but you know, if recruiting really drops off to me, that that ultimately that is the yeah. sign. that right. is the sign. And and the coach the coach knows when he's not getting guys that he used to get. Uh, Bear Bryant, Bo Jackson was one of those guys. You know, Bear Bryant thought he was going to get Bo Jackson, and then he didn't. Uh, that's those those are signs. Well, uh, yeah, uh, and then there's the physical limitations, like. When you don't remember the combination to your locker, all of yeah. a sudden you turn 69 years old. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Brady didn't have this issue yet, but things change, Tony, as we know, especially I do. You get a little older, maybe that memory's not 100%, maybe 98, but you, you're so sure of yourself, and suddenly it's different. Now, having said that, I think Florida is in the best position at this point in time with a football coach, as far as I can tell today, that it could want to be in. And I opinion, I, I quote Brady Ackerman again. I hate to keep doing this. I love this quote. It's as though Dan Mullen were watching us from afar. Yesterday, he announced he's opening spring practice to the public and the media. Wow. What a concept. <laughs> there huh? you go. There you go. What a radical idea. <laughs> uh, so, so. No, I, you know, 
Go ahead. No, but I, I just got to say, Dan, I agree with Brady. You know, to me, Dan Mullen was the obvious choice when the job came up. Uh, I mean, he he's a he's a guy who has recruited and developed quarterbacks, and that's what the Gators have been lacking. They've been lacking a bunch of other things, but that was the obvious thing. So I I, I think Dan Mullen's going to do well in Florida. I think also, um, just Tony, and your, your thoughts, I don't know if you've had a chance to come over and visit with him since he's been here, but, uh, you know, he, by opening the practice to the fans, I think he's just trying to reconnect with the fan base. I think that's been detached oh. a little bit at Florida. I know you come over every year, so you know what it's like. I think the fans are, you know, kind of, you know, kind of well, ho-hum since uh, Urban left. And I, I think that even though it's just a simple gesture of two open practices to start spring ball, People can come watch and make their own uh, mm-hmm. ideas and, and thoughts about the team. I think well, were- I've told Buddy, I've told Buddy this that that I thought the fan base at Florida. I'm an outsider looking in, but but to me the fan base at Florida needed some rallying. Somebody needs to jack them up. They need they need something to feel really really good about. You did, and I think refresh is a good word that we could use. You know, well, we're also giving them the Buddy and Brady show, so you know that's the other thing we're giving them. Uh, there you go. Yeah, about that. <laughs> With Mr. College Football. That's man. right, Mr. As College Football. In there. Yeah, for sure. So I'll make this final point. I had this conversation with Mark Long of the AP yesterday. We're talking about decisions in McElwain. Of course, you know Mark Long did not like McElwain and vice versa. He's the one who basically called him a used car salesman. Okay. And, uh, you know, whatever. That's right. Everybody's thing. opinion. No. I mean, I'm just saying that that's one of the things. So now the thing is, is that people are reconnecting who have been disconnected. And this guy, Long, for whatever reason, he's so excited. He's the number one fan of Dan Mullen. He raised the question, and I know you can't answer it and probably wouldn't if you could, but, you know, did Jeremy Foley make a mistake? When he hired McElwain, I'm not going after Dan Mullen. I don't know. It wasn't the right time, in my opinion. Things happen at the time for a reason. I think the timing right. here was perfect. What do you think, Tony? That's exactly what I think. I think the timing, the timing was such that, that Jeremy hired the guy he thought was going to help the program. It, for whatever reason, didn't it didn't work out. But no, I, I think uh, it, it's, it is all about timing. And now, this is Dan Mullen's time now. Now he can take advantage of it. Tony, appreciate it, my friend. It's always great. Hey, it's great to have Mr. Collins. Oh, yeah. Good to talk to Mr. Tony. Yeah, yeah. Always. We, we, uh, we, we, we love doing this show. We love it. We have you on. Tony, thanks so much. That column is excellent. Tell folks where they can read it. I'm a subscriber. Brady's not. I'm going to shame him into maybe subscribing. TM, TMG. Yeah, TMGCollegeSports.com, guys. TMG. Excellent stuff. We've got a lot of guys to look with no college football. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate it very much. All right? Talk to you, you soon, Tony. Thanks, Tony. Tony Barnhart, always one of the best. You know who kind of discovered Tony? Did you, you going to take credit for that? No, I'm not. Chops? My wife. Your wife did? I did a show in Denver, Colorado. Okay. In the mornings. And I, every morning, and I wanted a story on the SEC. And I called my friend in Atlanta, trying to get him on. He said, I can't be on, but I got a young guy who can. This tells you how long ago it was, a young guy. His name is Tony Barnhart. We started doing radio with him 30-something years ago. And, you know, and Johnny Martin was the one who called and got him and booked him and whatever. No so way, Johnny. Joan Martin does it again. Well, I know. She gets things done. She does you know, get things done. No just, like just like at your house, yeah, by the way. Absolutely. Uh, all right, so how are we doing so far? We're doing good. You all right? You having fun? Yeah, I'm having fun. What are you talking yeah. about? Dilly I don't, dilly. I don't know. Dilly so dilly. Yeah. We, have, we don't have a title for dilly it. Dilly dilly. What are we going to do about you? Yeah, I don't know. We'll work on it. Work on the title. Uh, I just don't want to be the court jester. I'm just Dude. not a funny guy. No, no, I don't. You don't want to be. All right. All right. Or well, Jester, because at the drop of a hat, the king could say, make me laugh. And that's just not me. I got a plan. Okay. Ahead. So so what is in, in a court and a kingdom other than, you know, the crown prince? So I'm not a prince. And you can't and I'm not be, a king. Okay, not a queen. I'm not a queen. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> so then what would you be? Contributor. No, that's too small. Ambassador? Right? Ambassador is pretty good. We have I can't be like, the, like a uh, prince of another kingdom. I give you. Can I be like Prince Sir Charles? Yeah, first Prince of Wales, Prince of Gainesville, maybe. Or something. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. The Crown Press may not go for that, so he may. Well, he's not here today. He doesn't uh, know what's going true. on. We can give uh, out whatever title we want. Well, I, we'll, we'll 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 work on it. All right. All right. I promise we'll be in the you, kingdom. It'll be, it'll be something dignified, okay? And we'll get the kingdom. We after get working. We need to title. put the king's hat on when we're in here too, That's once right, in a while. Yeah. 
Billy Bill, no, it's well placed. Australia. I don't want to mess it up. Australia. It's a crown. Australia. If you bring a good take or a good information, a good scoop, you can wear the yeah. you can wear the crown. I, I have seven. an announcement to make. Oh, here we go. Uh, I have some looked, good pens up here, well, by the I, way. One might be missing when I leave. Yeah, this is about, that's all I'm right with. <laughs> Did you know that we have very carefully selected people in the kingdom? By the way, other people listen to this show, not just members of the kingdom. It goes out worldwide, as we know. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> It does, by the way, with Mr. in China. Uh, there you go. Uh, yeah, Roger. He's Roger Birch. Uh, but, but you know, we, we talked about this yesterday. We were somewhere around 400, 870-some 800, members joined up on the, the Gator Nation Kingdom. And I said, I've got a number in mind, somewhere around 900. I won't tell you what it is. It's close to 900. And that person who, who signs up and gets vetted by the, by the Knights, to get that the nights. They, they don't take anybody. They try no, to no, they vet them. And, and, and so I'm going to give a copy, signed copy of Steve Spurrier's book, signed by him, to that person. We are now at 895. There you go. I haven't looked at it in the last couple of hours. So we're getting close. Somebody's going to get a special gift. We're going to start. When we get to 1,000, yeah. maybe by then we'll already have our T-shirts. Well, that too, but how about the big, how about the big, you don't even talk, you don't even know about the, about well, the. Well, no, you guys, I mean, it's. Tailgate, man. Oh, I know Bubba's about the tailgate. Best tailgate. We're going to have a tailgate. We're two blocks away right there, man. We're yeah. going to have a great site. It's going to be unbelievable. The kingdom. Kingdom. Yes, you absolutely. I'll come. It's, okay. uh, just get it started early enough so that I can get to the I know you have to get to It's four o'clock game, right? Three. Three o'clock? But it's four o'clock for you, buddy. Okay. You just get there when you get. It takes you a little bit longer. <laughs> Whatever you get there, buddy. It's I'll right. be there Friday for three o'clock just to get my seat. <laughs> yeah, Friday at three for you, buddy. It'll be All good. Right. All right. Friday at four. I'll be there. I'll show it up. The kingdom will be there. It'll be fun. No, and Dan, no, Dan, I don't know if I'm gonna give you an invitation. No, that just took me off. Right? I've already been invited. I'm a member of the kingdom. Yeah, Everyone that's a member of the kingdom is invited. The king can blackball people. Just so okay. You know. Okay. Well, choose black. Also a power. Blacklist is a I'll be thrilled to have you. Politically correct. Be to have you. All right, so I'm going, to do, I'm going to do a little thank you, a little read for my sponsor here. Okay. And, and uh, then we're going to come back. What do you want to talk about? I'll let you pick the topics. Uh, well, we're talking Gator football. All right. Opening spring but, practice. And let's talk about uh, uh, Dan trying to get the crowd out there and, and those kind of things. This is uh, not my show. And it's then, your show, too. Well, well, I, I, and also, we'll talk a little bit about Nick Savage, his workouts. You got all that inside right. information. You don't always put it all on your radio, on your show. In the no, I save some for the kingdom. All right, here we go. I want to tell you about Daniel L. Hightower. If somebody doesn't say he's there for you, uh, we always have Daniel L. Hightower Wednesday. Tomorrow it's all day long. It's Daniel L. Hightower. Daniel L. Hightower, lawyer fighting for accident victim justice since 1976. If you have car accident, work accident, wrongful death, personal injury, social security disability, contact Daniel L. Hightower, lawyer. Fighting for accident victim justice since 1976. Longtime supporter of this program and friend. Uh, call him at 352 629 7777 or visit Dan Hightower at H I G H T O W R Hightower.com. Office in Ocala, Florida. Daniel L. Hightower, lawyer. Fighting for accident victim justice since 1976. It's the Buddy Martin Brady Ackerman Show with you on a Tuesday. Got another, what do we got here? 25 minutes to go. One thing about this, if we go one over or 100, it doesn't matter. This is not radio. We can do we can do, what no, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. So, uh, so I heard part of your show today. Heard the first 45 minutes and I had to go buy some stuff. I had to go buy you a chair. I need a chair. I, I can't, just, you I can't stand. I got bad knees. I've had this three is ACLs. A brand new chair. Right I've had here. three ACLs and, um, you know, uh, you do with that, with, do whatever you wish. Yeah. Um, I've had three ACLs, so I need a chair. You know, I need a chair. Uh, that has never been said. It's a good chair. But it's not for you. It's not good enough for you because you're yeah. not just a, a subject in the kingdom. Yeah. You are a special emissary. I'm a, <laughs> good. I don't even know how to spell emissary. <laughs> but you're one. And so, I've never been an emissary. There you go. That might be a special emissary from the from the. Uh, let's see what the Prince of Well, no, Prince of Jacksonville, maybe. Envoy be. to the kingdom. Envoy to the king. Anyway, sorry. Right, so uh, what was I saying? We were talking about uh, the football. Yeah. All right. So uh, I want to talk about the news a little bit because uh, okay. this has come up, and we don't know the details, and it's hard for us to talk about everything. But according to the kingdom, 
people out there, and we have not got a source we can cite for you, but we're hearing that the the resignation uh, of Canizero of Mississippi State could be impacting other people. We also have, we can't connect these two things, so I'm not trying to do that, a, a, a firing and a Dan Mullen staff, which we've been, it's been reported today, not coach. It's not been reported. It's not been reported, just we're hearing it. Yeah. We don't like to go into these things and make the connection, but there does seem to be something happening that's related. It's not a coach, but it's somebody on the staff of Dan Mullen that we've heard from our good sources. This is happening. We're not going to go airborne with it till we have some more than what we have right now. But stand by. We like to be honest with people. Yeah. You know, we're all during the whole coaching change. We tried to be honest with people, and they appreciated it. You know, we, we knew that uh, we're trying to figure out who the coach is going to be. You know, right. With Chip Kelly or one Chip Kelly. We understand these things have to be kind of under the radar, and you can't right. tell, you know, when it involves coaches. But we still want to tell the truth, and we still want to make sure we got the best that we got and we can prove what we say. Right now, these two things have happened. We will see if they tie together or not. Right. Okay? Someone, I, you know, I would say it would be somebody on what we on uh, Dan support staff probably. Well, and somebody maybe way. who worked with him before. Yeah, but the thing about it is, is I'm in favor of any type of news or searches that get you to the Ocala Airport in the middle of the night. I mean, if I can get you out <laughs> of your house, I love that. I, you were wavering on whether you should go or not. I, am not, I tuned in. That was probably my first live full dilly dilly show yeah. where I said, I'm not turning it off. I was much CTV out yeah. there. And uh, you guys are jumping fences. You're, 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 you're fending off guard dogs. I mean, that was great stuff. And the surprise on their face when you guys were standing there was beautiful. It was beautiful. But uh, all is well that ends well. And while that was a plane taken to talk to Chip Kelly, we all know that that wasn't the right fit. That would have been oh. exciting for people. They would have loved it. But, not the right but it wasn't the right fit for him. I never thought it was. And it wasn't yeah. the right fit for Florida. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, um, we're all going to look back on Dan Mullen hire and say, you know what, this, this was a good, solid higher and um you know i think he's made all the right moves um this you know you can't there's some things you can't control you know and um if if some bad news comes his way you just got to deal with it and move on um you know it's just we're it it doesn't sound good from what we're hearing but we'll keep an eye on it and uh you know again uh, i i mentioned before the break or before your your read is we don't take a break here. No, and Nick Savage has been, you know, he had him put yeah, him through this. Yeah, um, well, he put him through their, uh, they call it the bloody Valentine's workout on Friday. And I, I've said, I've been a guest on your show before. And I've said on my show, my radio show that uh, this guy is doing all the right things. And I can see it from both sides. Cause I was on the inside with McElwain. And now I see what's going on on the inside with Florida. And it's a team. I know exactly what they needed. And it's at, like I said before, this is the perfect recipe for them in the offseason. What he does is he makes it really tough on them this eight to 12 weeks before spring ball starts. And you say, well, well you, know, you may look at a player and you just saw him in December and he's not going to look that much bigger. But what he's doing is they're challenging them. They're building up toughness. They're building togetherness. They're building camaraderie. They're building um, obviously size and strength, but most of that's going to come after spring ball when you've got 16 weeks to get ready for fall camp. That's where you make your big jump where it's just, you know, you know, you know, your strength and your speed right now, you're building up strength, but you're also building toughness by challenging guys. If you don't want to be here, get out. Okay. If you don't want to do it, get out. Um, they're building discipline. They're making them do things. Uh, you know, and I've seen a few of the workouts, you know, without revealing any details, that the common fan out there would think, well, that's kind of silly. Why would they do that? But I know exactly what he's doing, teaching them that every little detail matters, whether it's in a workout, in a practice, in class, and then all that translates to Saturday. How many times have you seen the Gators in the red zone after a big play the last three or four years? First and 10 on the 17. Here we go. False start. That is over and over This and is what you, you have to do, those, the little things in football. The little things matter. And if you go watch Alabama practice, and I'll let you watch the first 15 if you're in the media, if you understand how they do things and talk to people that have coached under, which is what surprised me completely about McAway, because he coached under him and Muschamp, 
who coached under him. But they didn't get the whole picture. One got the offensive picture, one got the defensive picture. Dan Mullen's been a head coach. He gets the big picture, having coached under Urban. And you know how detail-oriented Urban was uh, starting practices with punt block. No, who in the world starts practice with punt block and, com- and competing? And I just think watching this, I think Nick Savage is a star. I think he is absolutely the best hire that Dan Mullen has made, in my opinion. And I think it's going to be a home run. I mean, this guy is going to be a guy we're going to have to pay a lot of money down the road to keep because I think he's that good. He's a young guy. But the discipline starts right now in this segment before spring practice. And then the big growth comes in the weight room in the summer. So he's Mickey Mirati. He's doing exactly what you know, and Mickey ultimately elevated to, like, yeah. basically assistant head coach. Here's the other thing. They had these teams that they put together, all right? And units. units of That's teams, urban, yeah, Tw- 10 to 12 guys, and there's a unit leader, okay? And some of them might surprise you, and some of them are not. But these are thought out by the coaches. Again, how they knew some of this stuff before they got here makes me wonder. I mean, they really got some good intel here, okay, better than the CIA. I mean, yeah, Jordan yeah. Scarlett is a leader yeah. of a group, but he's handled it the right way, which is why people are excited about him being back. But the team that has won – uh, was team was captained and led by Martez Ivy. And to me, that is significant from the standpoint of here's a guy that's been inside and outside on the offensive line who came in as a five-star, but I don't know if he's really reached his potential. He could have easily left last year along with Jefferson, and everybody was like, well, he's not a first-rounder. But he might have been or he might have gotten in the second round, but he could have left. A lot of guys in Tallahassee out west left when they got a new coach, but he stayed. And it's a different offense, you know, than he's run. He stayed, and I think... More suited to him. I think it is, but I also... I think power, and I think moving and blocking in space, which the NFL does a lot more college stuff. You know, Dan's been doing this stuff since before he got to Florida. Now the NFL, they're running it. But I think Ivy is is significant because I think um, he's been a quiet guy on that offensive line. And you know, the great offensive lines will have the pounces have the, you know, uh, Jeff Mitchell when under Spurrier. And Jeff Mitchell said, hey, we're going to do this. Everybody did it. Donnie Young, guys, shut up and listen. Pouncey, shut up and listen. Florida hasn't had that on the offensive line. They need to get nastier. They've gotten better. I, I think uh, Brad, Brad Davis did a good job with them last year. I thought they were improved, but they're not nasty. They got whipped by Michigan. Uh, they got whipped by, you know, a Florida State up front. But I think this group is going to be nastier. That's a great point. I think it's exactly what they need, some of that mean spirit, some of that mean fighting spirit. I, there's a little tidbit, and you know a lot, and maybe you can share with me some of your tidbits. <clears throat> I thought about the other day. I don't know how many people know that Dan Mullen was part of the offense when, that when Dan, whenever when Urban Meyer built the offense that he runs, the, what do you call it, the spread option, whatever you call it, which is a single wing, basically, with, yeah. with going with wide outs, right? Single wing. Uh, and, but he went to Louisville and talked to Scott Linehan. That's where they started studying this offense. And then Mullen was one of the ones who helped put that together as an offense. So he, he not only coached it, he also actually was one of the architects of it. So he goes back. He knows. Now, he's tweaked it a little bit. Yeah. He, he runs more power than, than Urban. Remember the games that he used to play? What, Florida played out there? He'll put... He'll put nine 300-pound guys on the right side of the line and dare you to stop him at the goal line. You know, right. He believes in that power stuff. At the same time, he, he'll, he'll, he'll throw it deep on you, too. So, anyway, I really think it's going to be interesting to see what this version of Mullen's offense is going to be. I think the offensive line is absolutely one of the keys to that whole thing. I'm not sure Florida's run the power play much uh, since Muschamp left. They ran it a lot when Muschamp was here with Mike Gillis. Go out a couple times back away and put yeah. in the bigs Mike, down there. You know, but I'm talking about, we call it the wham or yeah. the true power. Yeah. We ran it under Spurrier. Right. Not very much because right. we won't pull yeah. the ball and run the draw play. But his staple, I think, in, in a lot of ways, one of the things that I think why he runs the power maybe more than Urban is just the style of defense as you face in the SEC week in and week out. Uh, I think he feels more comfortable with that, putting the ball in his quarterback's hands and, and doing that. Um, but, you know, Urban's a little more creative and from the standpoint of quarterback run, following the fullback, those kind of things. But I think I think it's, you know, and I, a friend of both of ours uh, was on my radio show last week, Johnny Brantley Jr., who yeah. played for, for Dan. Actually, he's Johnny Brantley the fourth. Uh, he's a little – I know two Johnnies. I know John Sr., 
And the third Johnny. is the coach. I call him Little Johnny. Okay, Little Johnny. Right. Little Johnny played quarterback at Florida. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and it was uh, he made a couple of really great points about Dan Mullen. Uh huh. But and, and which is interesting considering you know when Dan left, then Johnny gets the job and it kind of is just a hot hodgepodge of offenses yeah. and not a clear defined. So we don't really know when Adazio was running it if it was really run as well as when Mullen had been there. But I he said he said Dan Mullen makes it easy on the quarterback, makes it easy. Really? He goes, we got half field reads. He goes, he never puts, he says he's one of the best play callers he's ever been around. And he played for Kerwin Bell, who was a great play caller. Yes, you are. Um, and I think that, you know, I think that gives people some hope that maybe he can do some things with, with Felipe or some of the other quarterbacks that yeah. struggled to process things before or expedite the learning process of uh, Emory Jones. So I think it'll be fun. I, so I you think Emory... Felipe is going to be in the hunt, huh? No, I, I don't know if he's in the hunt. Everybody's in the hunt. What do you mean? You, you ask me yeah. if I think he's going to win the job? No. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you showed up, it's off work. Well, I'm tired of your audio sounding like crap, so I thought you'd come over and fix it. Yeah, well, I mean. Appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the hunt, too. There you go. Well, I, yeah. I, I, don't, you know, I don't think he'll be the be the guy, but, but I mean, will he get a look? That's all. Yeah, I, I think he'll get a look because yeah. he can throw the ball better than Emory Jones. Never been coached. No, I think he. I mean, listen, he's going to get more coaching this year than he's gotten um, to be successful. Here's the thing about coaching: Jim McWayne's a good coach. Doug Nussmeyer's a good coach. Um, uh, Nussmeyer, I, I, I hear. He, I've got Hold on a second. But here's what coaching uh, is: coaching is getting a player to do what he can't do himself. Take a player where he can't take himself. And Florida could never do that. They weren't good enough coaches to get Felipe to relax, watch the offense, learn the offense, do the things yeah. that he had to do, react. Yeah. you got to put a guy in a position to be successful. Mullen like makes looked, it simple. That's why it looked Mullen, like he was coached. That's why no. it looked like he coached Felipe. Well, I mean, it didn't look that way. but uh, Well, you're a coach. You looked like it was coached to you. Uh, he couldn't, read, like, couldn't read a defense I don't, at all. Here's the thing. I, he could not. It was too complicated for him. I don't want to get you in trouble. but Too I mean, much pressure on him. No, yeah, I mean, I, there's good the coaches. Do you think, do you think um, I mean, a lot of good coaches get fired and move on. A lot of coaches have success. No, I know that. Places. I'm not even saying Doug Nostar is a great offensive coordinator. I said he's a good coach. No. Okay? Jim McElroy's a good coach. Ask Greg McElroy. Ask A.J. McCarron if they think he's a good coach. Yeah. The problem is they never got, they never gave, Felipe a chance to be successful and that's what a coach is supposed to do and what I've heard and what I've seen we all know what we've seen but in bringing it back to Johnny and his comments to me on my radio yeah. show Dan does not put you out there yeah. unless you have an opportunity that's to be a great successful. that's a great point he won't even put you out there yeah. if you can't do it yeah. so whoever true. he puts out there yeah. is gonna be able to run the offense that's true all right now we got about a minute and a half you gotta go but I wanted to tell you Here's some comments. Can you comment on her, some of these? A lot of people are talking about you and your ambassadorship and all that stuff. My name. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, is uh, Brady Ackerman Chief Knight? No, that's taken. Chief Knight is Bubba's type. You can't have that. Brady Robert says, Brady Ackerman, envoy to the kingdom. Well, you brought that up. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, how about someone says, Sir Ackerman? I like that. Is that Brady. like Sir Nick Faldo? Yeah, but you get that automatically with a title. But so that's you, knighted, isn't it? Yeah. And then you become yeah. sir? Yeah. But then I'll be with the Knights. No, you can't do that. that yeah, the Knights, they'll eat me up. Okay. okay, so let's I, see. What, what's the pit of misery? Is that? It's a pit can of I be the guard of the you pit of misery? Be, yeah, you can be the guard. Security be guard the, of the pit of misery? That would be good, but it requires some physical, you know, you got to kick some butt. Yeah, I just, I'm not sure that's your personality. No, All right, here's what, um, let's see. Uh, Robert wants to know if there's a Savage Workout video. Not yet. Uh, let's see. Lee Brady on late night dilly dilly with wine. Late night dilly dilly. Let's Skype you one night. We get well, I, if I show up with wine, I'll get thrown in the pit of misery. No, no. You like wine. box wine no, or what wine? No, You're a wine, wine drinker. I'll bring Brendan you some wine. has he, the Crown Prince brings the wine out every time we, we hold it up, have a glass, and say dilly dilly. Uh, you can bring beer if you want. That's okay. You can bring a. Well, I don't beer. drink beer, so. Well, there you go. Well, we'll just bring a glass of water. Yeah, there you all go. Right. Uh, all right. So, a couple other things here. Um, uh, Chip Kelly, Chip. Brady can't be a Duke. A Duke is the same as a Prince. You can't be a Duke. Right. That would have been good for you, Duke. Except maybe I'm just a guest, huh? Maybe I'm trying to force myself into no, a kingdom that doesn't really need you're, me. You're. <laughs> what do you mean? You're one of the brotherhood, man. So I'm yeah. just a brother. Yeah, that too. 
Be a nobleman, someone said. I'll do that. Nobleman. I'm a nobleman. Nobleman Ackerman. You're making fun of this, but this is no, serious. No, I'm not. I mean, it the is serious, but serious I mean, I got it. it is serious, and that's why the kingdom's got to decide. But I can't, you know, I can't take the prince's title. I'm not a knight. You're not a duke. I need a title. You wouldn't want to be a duke because that's so much like a dukey, right? And then people think you went to do. Uh, that wouldn't so, be a bad thing. That'd actually be uh, Auditioning Jester the Kingdom. Well, Dan, we said already he, he doesn't want that. I can't. I'm not funny. Not Jester. Funny. And, and then it, really you're, all that Jester does yeah. is whatever to, that the king cracks the whip, you got to do that. So. Well, the king, yeah. The king can I crack can't the whip. I can get my, get my knights out on you. Whatever. I think the Jester is a little puppy. <laughs> yeah, Randy is a Jester. Hey, this, this has been fun. I know you got to get your son. Uh, if you want to take off and go or whatever you need to do, but we're going to turn your microphone off and all that. But hey, this is, this is something I wanted to do for a long, long time. And, um, it just feels good to be here with somebody who's so knowledgeable about Florida football, who's halfway likable, uh, and who, uh, seems like he's happy to be here. It's kind of like why, uh, Dan Mullen is popular. He actually wants to be there. Yeah. Maybe you don't want to really be here, but you act like you do. No, I definitely want to be here. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. You know how yeah. tough it has been for us to get together. It so was, we'll a, plane, it was a plane video, wasn't it? It was a what? Plane video. Dude, I knew you were committed. Airport. I knew you were all in. You had to prove to me that you were all in, buddy, and going to the Ocala Airport in the middle of the night. <laughs> I, was that a Sunday? On a Sunday night. It uh, was a Sunday night, I think. I think it was, yeah. And my wife's like, what are you watching on the computer? I go, check this out. Buddy's at the Ocala Airport. You were, what? You Buddy were, Martin's you at the airport. I was go, kidding. Go, 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 go. It was said, great go. TV, Buddy's that walking we should go. I said, ah. The best is you guys going around in the dark, and you're trying to go, are they, where are they okay. going? Are they going to jump a fence? Uh, what the worst thing was is I told Brendan, don't worry about it. I know what their private airport is. I flew in here with Bradshaw. We got it. I got lost. <laughs> Big surprise. Yeah. The prince should know better than to yeah. follow the king right. when it well, comes to driving, but, but nonetheless, what was fun. Here's the thing about it. I watched the other night, I watched the Dana, a documentary on the Dana Carvey show. Okay. That was the one that would bomb down after seven shows. That was ABC's big Big thing. They hired Dana Carvey and all these brilliant people, comedians, to come on and do this show. And it was awful. But it was so attractive to some people. And one of the guys, like like the head writer for Saturday Night Live, saw that skit and said, I'm quitting my job. I got to be a part of that. I'm going over there. And he dropped, quit, quit his job and went because he just had to be a part of it. Just like you were at the airport video. You saw that and said, I got to be a part of it. Dilly dilly. Yeah. Dilly dilly. Where's, all right, so baseball coach. Well, no, no, I'm just taking him. I'm not coaching the league. I'm retired. I had a really. I, yeah, I don't want to coach the league anymore. How long did you coach in baseball? I coached a few years. Coached the rookie ball, and then the uh, the 12 and under league one year. We went 13 and three. Just lost three times to the same team. Just I wasn't good enough. I had to retire. You were no, there. I wasn't doing enough. I would, you know, there. but it's uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. No, he goes to high school this fall, so he's got to play. Okay. And he's gonna play in the summer for a summer travel team, and then try to get give a shot and make a high school team. And then uh, my other sons at Florida. Preston now. Yeah, it's Preston, and then we got Gabby. She's got dance. Uh-huh. But we've scheduled it. Gabby now. Tuesday nights. Yeah. Tuesday right here on this show. I'm in. Yeah. So this is our show. That's wonderful. We'll do it. And, and we'll uh, do we'll every day. I'm going to check on the Daily Daily and the late night. Hey, I'll check in so. on the late night, see what's and, going on. Uh, we'll, we'll do this on Tuesday. Well, people seem to enjoy the King. If you liked it, let us know. If you got a title for Brady, let us know. And we, we're okay with sponsors if they got some, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're not going to beg, but we certainly be in touch with us. We're looking for sponsorship. He's coming to the Bubba's, Bubba's Best Damn Tailgate. Heck yeah, we and, are. And uh, so we're here every Tuesday night with. It should be the Brady Ackerman and Buddy Martin show. Uh, Whenever we get around to it, just be us here doing this thing, talking. Been great, buddy. It's a B&B show inside the kingdom. B&B inside the kingdom, the Duke, the Archbishop. Archbishop! Archbishop sounds good. It also sounds like, you know, a lot of responsibility. It does. Well, I'm okay with the religion. I just, it sounds like a lot of responsibility. Maybe it's a little more. I don't want that much pressure. No, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should go to Jester. Could you imagine? Just be the most unfunny Jester. Some of your friends do with the Archbishop. I'm an Archbishop. (laughs) Good for the resume. Uh, we got to say good night. All right, buddy. Enjoy I'll see you. I'll turn it off. Got Thank you, you, buddy. Appreciate right. it. The great Brady Ackerman. Appreciate that very much, Brady, being here with us today. Uh, and I hope you enjoyed the show. I certainly did. Um, and uh, we'll be tomorrow. We're going to be on. Uh, let's see who we got tomorrow. Oh, uh, David Moulton from um, Southwest Florida. I turned on my radio yesterday or over well, the weekend, ESPNU, and 
there's David Bolton doing college basketball breakdown at ESPNU. So uh, David does a lot about football. He works with Gary Danielson uh, in the uh, in the um, uh, in the booth on weekends. So uh, we'll be coming to you. Going to take a trip this weekend. We'll be uh, we'll be heading out to um, <clears throat> our, our our friends uh, to our relatives. We'll tell you more about that a little bit later. So I want to say thank you and uh, talk at you later.